I do appreciate your assumption that I am a normal person. <laughs> because alas, I am not. I can't hide my fangirl if I tried. When she walked, like the whole world stopped and like the angels started singing and like a light made her illuminescent. And I was like, she's going to be my friend. That's Bethany Hawkins and Sherline Galva. And this is the Powerful Ladies Podcast. Hey guys, I'm Cara Duffy, a business coach and entrepreneur on a mission to help you live your most extraordinary life by showing you anything is possible. People who have mastered freedom, ease, and success, who are living their best and most ridiculous lives, and who are changing the world, are often people you've never heard of until now. What most of us are seeking in life, if we're truly honest with ourselves, is the trifecta of earning a living while having fun and making an impact. Today's guests, Bethany Hawkins and Sherline Galva, co-hosts of the Chatting Over Chowder podcast, have stepped into that magic utopian world. How can we make the impact we know we can in the world? How can we hire our favorite people to work on our team? How can we give ourselves grace while holding ourselves to high standards? We cover all of that with lots of laughing in between. If you enjoy this episode, please remember to leave us a rating and review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Enjoy. Well, I am always excited when I get to share um, a podcast episode with fellow ladies who podcast. It's like a whole different world of you know, not only was it so much easier to do the onboarding piece of a recording session, um, but even, you know, I wish everyone had heard how we had recorded you guys saying like, oh no, we'll record on our side. We get it. Um, <laughs> so everyone who's listening, let's tell them what incredible women you are. Please say who you are, where you are, and what you're up to in the world. So I am Bethany Hawkins. I am the CEO and founder of Crackers in Soup, which is a podcast production company. And I am also host of the award-winning, which is really hard to say all the time, um, Chatting Over Chowder, where I and Sherline, the next person's voice that you will hear, talk to women in the podcasting industry about what podcasts they listen to while we literally eat chowder. And I am in very frigid Massachusetts because I like to torture myself with the cold. And now I'm going to pass it over to Sherilyn. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sherilyn Galva. I also am the graphic designer for Crackers and Soup and co-host of Chatting Over Chowder. And I love all things digital marketing, making things visually appealing, and chatting with incredible women about podcasting and just everything that they're up to. And I'm also in Rhode Island, also very frigid. Maybe not as frigid as Mass, but still cold. Especially lately. You guys have been getting hit like over and over again. Yeah, two um, feet of snow recently. So that was fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, that's the part I don't miss about living in Massachusetts. There's lots of things I do miss about it. Shoveling and walking outside with the dog where I like feel my face is going to fall off is not what I miss. <laughs> so I want to know, first of all, who came up with the idea of doing a podcast while you're eating chowder and talking to people and where, where did that come from and why? And I want the origin story. So it was my brainchild. Um, and I, reached out to Sherilyn and I was like, okay, okay. so this is how all of the great concepts and ideas come to fruition in crackers and soup. So I have an idea at two o'clock in the morning because I don't sleep. I have raging insomnia. And then I either text Sherilyn at like six o'clock in the morning because I'm like, you should be up by now. What are you <laughs> doing? And I'm like, oh my God, I had this idea. And then she doesn't get back to me until like 7.30 because that's when normal people arise from the dead of night. And then she's like, yes, Bethany. Because she's always very pleasant. When I'm on. It's always like, I know that it triggers her every time I'm like, sure, like, call me, I have an idea. Because it's going to be something absurd. Uh, <laughs> and she either 
cosigns on my tomfoolery and ballyhoo. Or she's like, you know, do, mm, should we really be doing this at this time? And then I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I called her up and I was like, we need to, we, like, you need to jump on Zoom. We need to have a, a meeting about this. And she was like, okay. And I was like, I, so people kept keep asking me if I'm going to do, be doing a podcast. Because we have a pod, I have a podcast management business. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Charlene, I don't want to do a podcast. <laughs> I work with podcasts all day. (laughs) And I was like, but if I am going to do a podcast, it's not going to be talking about podcast management. Like I love editing. I love Mm -hmm. graphics. I love hosting stations. (laughs) Podcasting host stations are great. However, comma, I don't want to talk about that once a week on Mm -hmm. a recorded medium. So I said, what if you will co-host with me and we talk to women because we want to spotlight women in the podcasting industry? And I'm like, okay, Sherline, stay with me. Stay with me. <laughs> what if we send them soup? <laughs> and then Sherline said, dot, dot, dot. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> No, it, it was a great idea because her her idea was like, we could get someone to sponsor us and send us soup because we're already called Crackers and Soup. So she was like, and I was like, okay, so how are how are we going to tie this in? And that's when she was like, I already thought of the most brilliant name. Okay, so that you forgot. To, so we, there were like a couple of steps in between this. So there was a time where I was like, okay, Cheryl, I, I'll make the soup. Oh, yeah. And and we will designate like a made soup based upon the person and like what kind of personality trait they have. So if they're like a spicy Latina, like they get spicy soup. And if yeah. they're like uh like from Louisiana, they get gumbo. And then I and then COVID happened. And I was like, well, I ain't I ain't cook it. Can, can we swear? I was like, yes. well, I, I, all right. <laughs> and that, that is the question that I should have asked. <laughs> I was like, I ain't cook a shit. I'm not trying to go to the post office. I'm not leaving my house. <laughs> no one's going to take your soup because it's going to no be sketchy gonna, soup. <laughs> no one's going to accept my random sketchy soup. So, yeah. <laughs> so then I was like, oh, damn, what are we going to do? Who's going to provide the soup? So then um, I am a researcher at heart. I love to research. It's my whole jam. So then we found these really this really phenomenal company called Spoonful of Comfort, which has, which has been our sponsor for like, more than a year, way before we even dropped our first episode, before we even had our first guest booked, they were our sponsor. Mm-hmm. And they sent Sherilyn and I soup and we were so happy because like our little minority mouths were like, wow, this is really good and it's seasoned perfectly. <laughs> um, because if you have, if you know any minorities in your life, look, we don't play when it comes to food. You have to have <laughs> a closet full of spices. <laughs> and if that is not reflected... And the soup that we were going to be sending, we were just going to be like, damn, we're sending everybody Campbell's. But, oh, I, and I don't know if I should say, uh, we're sending everybody that other soup can that <laughs> shall not be named because they're not sponsoring this podcast. <laughs> that may have a fan in Andy Warhol. Yeah, that may, you know, may, maybe, maybe Andy did some things with some yeah. pictures with some of those things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, so we found Spoonful of Comfort and they like literally checked off the box. They were... um BIPOC supportive. It was created and founded by a woman. They make just phenomenally delicious, not only soups, but like cookies and breads. And then uh, like the next thing we did, we reached out to a whole bunch of people that we know and we were like, hey, you want to be on our podcast and talk shenanigans and ballyhoo? And everybody, I think everybody said yes, except for one. Uh, And then it just... All of a sudden, we won a ward. And I'm like, <laughs> well, th- there you go. That's how it happens. <laughs> I and Bethany that. is very good with words and playing on words. And so, therefore, chatting over chowder was a name that was decided upon because of her brilliant brain. And how did you guys meet? So, that's really funny. Um, I had joined a networking event um, called uh, a polka dots uh polka dot, i'm already like i already almost forgot the full name of the the networking uh group that we were part of 
So I had joined it, I think a month before Bethany did. And I was literally the only minority. And it was nice just because it was all women. I had been going mm-hmm. to like BNIs and different networking events and it was a very different atmosphere. So I enjoyed this. And then about a month in, Bethany showed up and we all say it's a minority thing. The minute you see someone else that looks like you, you just like you lock eyes and then you're like, all right, you, we all give like the nod of approval and we know we're going to end up talking by the end of the day. And we just did. I, Bethany's super infectious. If you haven't already noticed with her personality, um, we just got along super well and we worked together in many different facets. Um, I was with a different company at the time. And so she took one of the courses that we were um, doing, fell in love with her work ethic and just everything that she did. And she was also, um, we were both part of the uh, leadership board of that networking group. So we started working together even more. And then um, kind of, I want to say less than a year within us knowing each other, you were like, so Sharon Line, <laughs> I'm thinking of starting up this company. And she was like, I need to have you with me. And so that's kind of how everything started. I mean, I know as an entrepreneur, when you find people that you're like, ooh, they got to be in my team, you usually, you know, for like weeks before you tell them, because you're like, I, okay, I need to chill out my excitement level because if I fangirl on this person, I'm going to scare them away and then they're not going to come work for me. And I know they should work for me. So like Bethany, how quickly did you know Sherline was your person and how long did you have to like chill out before you could ask her to be on your team? I do appreciate your assumption that I am a normal person <laughs> because alas, I am not. I can't hide my fangirl if I tried. I was like humping her leg the first time <laughs> I met her. I was like, I just need to hug you. And like, when she when she walked, it was like ha ha ha. Like the whole world stopped, and like the angels started singing, and like a light made her illuminescent. And I was like, she's gonna be my friend. Um, and that never stopped because I am just super awkward and super weird, and I will like love me. So, like I said, I do appreciate you thinking that I can like calm my insanity a little bit because I can't. I can't. <laughs> So it was truly like the first time I saw, I I loved just who she was and like the energy that she exuded. And she, she play, she is my strength. Where I am weak, she is strong. Likewise. So she has this just illuminescent vibe. And she's also very calming. She is a dichotomy. Chevrolet is a dichotomy of a person. So, I just loved her as a person. And then I saw her, what she does. And I swear to God, she was, she's like touched by Jesus or Buddha or, you know, Oprah or Tom Cruise or whomever you believe in a higher being for her creativity. Because I saw what she was creating and I was like, you my bitch. Sorry, (laughs) not sorry. Getting a restraining order like you mine. And then I just, I just sat and I told her, I was like, you're going to come work for my company. I'm just going to sit and wait. Until I'm going to pounce on you. And that's exactly what I did. She wasn't surprised. I was like, okay, bet. This is happening. You're going to be my first hire. Let's do this. And I, I was always already in my business when Sherilyn had met. I had already created my business. But I hadn't fully transitioned into podcasting. I was doing like virtual mm-hmm. assistant and podcasting. And Sherilyn was my missing piece mm-hmm. in order to fully encompass the the podcasting offerings that I wanted to do. And I I know that I wouldn't have grown. I wouldn't have been as successful as this company has been. Like in 2021 alone, we grossed over $100,000. And that wouldn't have been without Sherline starting in 2021. Like she is my, I tell her, I'm like, that's my right-hand person. I'm like, look, if you mess with her, bet you're going to get jumped. <laughs> We're going to turn real hood. We're going to put our hair in a pony. We're going to put some Vaseline on our face. We're going to get you when you walk into your car. <laughs> in the because nicest she's... way possible. Yeah. No, no. In the most <laughs> grimy, <laughs> like, damn, I don't know what happened kind of way. <laughs> like, 
because she just makes me a better <coughs> not only business person but she makes me a better person and you have to have people like that on your team you have to you can't just have yes men people because they are not going to make you better so how did you start thinking like yes i want to have a company in podcasting that sounds like a smart logical next step for me so I was actually in the corporate world for over 18 years. And then the last three of those years, I was utterly miserable. And a friend had introduced me to podcasting. And that is actually what got me through the last three years. So I was incessantly listening to podcasts. I was doing like payroll and like a corporate gig. People were, and I worked in the criminal justice system. So people thought that I was doing transcriptions. I was like, I'm listening to podcasts. Like I had everybody in that office gassed, gassed. And I knew that if I was going to leave my very structured um, corporate gig in which I knew that money was going to come to me every two weeks and I never had to worry about paying my mortgage, that I was going to take a leap of faith within myself and potentially be homeless with my family and live under a bridge and create a company. And I knew that all of my transferable skills would work in virtual assisting, but I wanted to do podcasting, even though I had no idea what that looked like. I didn't know anybody in the podcasting industry. Um, but I was like, I'm just going to submerge myself in learning how to do all of the podcasting things as well as the particular groups. And that's how I'm going to find my potential clients and continue to learn more. And then I was like, Sherylline, do you want to create this ridiculous empire with me? And she was like, okay. And Bethany's being very modest because the amount of research, the amount of courses, hours that she put in and connections that she made within the podcasting industry in order to, you know, gain the knowledge that she needed to take on clients I like I constantly am admirable of because I literally within the span of a year went from like kind of knowing stuff about podcasts to just becoming quite an expert in her field and to the point where I remember when we were going to she podcast live um the business has only really been a podcast management business for about a year and we were going through all these um like everybody's different um speaking events and and classes which they were amazing but it only solidified how much we already knew mm -hmm. and how much we were doing for our clients and i think we both left there feeling really just happy with ourselves and being like wow you know we definitely suffer from that imposter syndrome sometimes and to have left there and been like you know what we are really doing a good job like look how much Look how far we have come, which is like I, I constantly try to stop Bethany for a second and remind her when she's beating herself up that I'm like, look at everything you have done in the span of just a year. I'm like, this is incredible. But it's all again, all those transferable skills that she has, her personality and her drive. Bethany is definitely the type of person where no is not an option. <laughs> She will find a way around it. And that is constantly the thing that I admire most. And I've learned so much on the business end from her, as well as just, you know, even setting boundaries within business and just making sure that you can stand up for yourself um, and what you believe in. And the thing that I loved most about coming on to Crackers and Soup was that Bethany was like, I'm only working with people who align with my my views my values because if someone's not with what i'm with that's it I, like it doesn't matter she goes i don't care how much money they can bring to the business if i don't like them and i don't stand that they don't stand for what we stand for she's like i'm not working with them and that meant so much to me because coming from the corporate world from any you know that they're just like money's money you do whatever you can deal with whatever you want with these people um and compromise yourself for money and so I love that that was her vision. And for a lot of people, that's scary because a lot of people are like, oh, well, I'm cutting off, you know, I'm cutting off money. I'm cutting off like my my audience, my uh, potential network. And it's like, no, you just 
start aligning and bringing the right people to your business. And I felt like that's constantly what happened and it's why we grew. And it's because of you sticking to that and, you know, and not being afraid to state it because whether it was people we were hiring or people we were working with, it was very blunt in the sense of like, hey, if you don't stand for these things, don't even bother, you know, getting on a discovery call with us. What are those things that you guys stand for? I think we very much champion women empowerment. We champion minority women empowerment. We want to concentrate on getting their voices heard because they're so underrepresented, not only just in the podcasting space, but all media in a whole. Mm -hmm. And when they are represented, it's always in a way in which there's like arguing and bickering or uh, undereducated. And that is not the case. Mm -hmm. Just like every other race is monolithic, so aren't Black women, so aren't Hispanic women, so aren't Mm -hmm. Asian women. Like, we are just who we are as people. We just have different melanin in our skin. So for people to immediately look at somebody and believe that they have an understanding of who they are and what they're about just by the visual aid of the nonsense that has been taught in in their head, unconsciously or consciously, I have no time for that. And I also, I'll be damned if you're going to talk down to me. I don't care who you are, what your status is, who you think you are. I don't care who your father is. <laughs> You're not going to talk down to me. You're not going to speak disrespectfully to my employees or my team or uh, that's just not what it's going to be because we have a, and on the business side, I think that we have a very underutilized, but always offered open door policy where if there is something, I am not infallible. If there is something that I said that was unintentionally offensive or in a, hurt somebody in some way or the or my delivery, because I can be curt, I can be PMSy, I, I can be tired, <laughs> and maybe my delivery wasn't as delicate as it could have been. I always invite my team members to come, please, to let me know, because I will immediately fall on my sword and. Sherilyn and I's favorite favorite terminology is learning lesson. Like mm-hmm. this is a learning lesson. This is just how we can be better. And this is how I can, I can be, because my business isn't just my business. It is an extension of myself. And I always want to be a better version overall. And you can't do that without learning and without accepting my many Many, 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 many faults. Many faults. This is a total like love session. I'm so glad we're filming. We're like recording this around Valentine's Day because there's so much love happening on this on this recording right now. It's super gushy, but it's all love. Well, and, and I love that you both brought up a couple of things that I wish more entrepreneurs and female entrepreneurs would step into, which is aligning your business with you being bold in like, it's my way or the highway in the most powerful way, not in a domineering way. And to like leave space for your, to be who you are in the good ways and the bad ways. You know, so many clients I work with, we discuss hiring and they're like, I keep hiring the wrong people. I'm like, well, you can't hire anyone until you're honest about how you work. And so when I'm hiring people, I'm like, listen, I go a million miles a minute, but it doesn't stop. Like it is a keep up game sometimes. And if you think I'm crazy because of a request, a deadline, whatever, you're totally empowered to tell me I'm crazy because maybe I am like, or if you think it's a crazy idea, that means I didn't tell you something because <laughs> it made sense to me. Um, but it's, there's, I love that you're sticking to being committed to holding the space for what you know is possible so that you can invite your dream clients really in. And, you know, Sherilyn, as you were talking about, like the fact that you've had the growth and the success you guys have already had, we don't need to be afraid that there's not enough out there for us or that we have to compromise. Um, Obviously, there's compromise in the 
growth space, but not compromising in the value space. And, you know, I think there's so much conversation right now about what responsibility do podcasters have and podcasting networks have. And I think it's really interesting to see how do we reshape First Amendment versus with great power comes great responsibility, right? This is like the back and forth all the time. Um, What pressure do you guys feel with your podcast to manage that responsibility? I I wouldn't use the word pressure. Within the body of what Sherline and I do, I think we are both authentically ourselves when we are corresponding with our guests. And I think we give our guests the room to share their experiences. And also, we vet our guests very well. Mm -hmm. We know who our guests are. We don't have people who fill out a jot form, submit to be a guest, and then all of a sudden they're on our podcast. Mm -hmm. We go about seeking out the people who we want to not only learn from, but we want to share their story because we feel that other women who are listening to our podcast who want to get into the podcasting community will be empowered by their story. So we don't really have, I feel like if we had like a gossip podcast or a podcast that was built on sensationalism. Yeah. I'd be scared right now because in addition to, you know, the Tom fuckery that's happening with Spotify, I would also be concerned because Nicki Minaj just won a lawsuit on libel against an individual who was spouting lies and she confronted her numerous times for with a cease and desist and the woman kept going. So she was like, okay, let's have a conversation about this in court. And she won. Mm-hmm. So there is so much, I, I feel like if you are true to yourself and you're not blasting or speaking ill about other people that like, I, I don't feel like that there's a necessity for that, but if that's mm-hmm. who you are and that's what you want to do, you should probably be cognizant of the legal ramifications. And if it is a quote unquote freedom of speech issue, that's fine. You can have your speed freedom of speech, but people can also take things away from you because that's their freedom of their contract. Mm-hmm. So keep spouting all you want to spout when all of a sudden you don't have any sponsorships anymore because people are unwilling to be associated with you. That's their right as well. Yeah. What do you think, Caroline? No, so definitely I agree with Bethany. And I think for us, I feel like we've always kind of taken that responsibility from the beginning. It's like Bethany was saying, we vet every guest that we uh, bring on so that they match the values that we have. Um, so that we're also engaging our audience in every way with who we are. And we Mm -hmm. know that because we've been so authentic and honest with ourselves, um, we attract that audience as well. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like we've, because of that, we've just, we've been able to, to just be purposeful in, in everything that we do. Um, and every conversation that we have. And we're constantly championing these women that are on the podcast. And it's it brings we all we hope to do constantly is just bring value to everybody. Um, so I, I feel like we haven't had to worry so much about that because of the fact that it's been a part of our our core value from the beginning. Mm-hmm. But I do agree that you definitely need to think of those things from the get-go when you start your own podcast or as things start coming to light that make you realize that you need to pivot. Because I think it's always being aware of what you're doing and where you are in life and the circumstances that are going on in life, um, in the world around us in society and how you can be a part of that change. 
Well, and I think podcasting, obviously, it has so many unique qualities to it. And it's been great that it is so accessible to so many people because it's one of the first um, equitable playing fields that we've had for community or for yeah, community building and conversations and and just having different voices, as you guys know, with with what you're doing. So it's it's really interesting to see it kind of go from a closeted, no one's listening to us conversation to suddenly like, oh shit, how many people are listening to us? Where do they come from? What? And it's we're it's almost as if podcasting is going through its teenage years, where suddenly we're like, oh, we can't, we have to wear pants. What do you mean we have to wear pants? Who said, where did that come from? Right. So we're having all these things where I really understand some of the whiplash that is happening in the podcasting space of people going from, no, this was just, this was, this was a, what we thought was a private conversation and now it's not anymore. And I don't think that everyone has realized the magnitude of who's listening and where people are listening and it really is just that statement, right? Of like, with great power comes great responsibility. And it doesn't matter if you ask for that power, if you got it, what are you doing with it? Like sometimes, like I was joking on a recent episode that I get mad at myself for naming my business powerful ladies. Cause there are days I do not want to be powerful. And I'm like, who the fuck agreed to this plan? I want out. I want out. And, um, but I don't have that choice, right? I can't, I can't decide. I'm going to give up on powerful ladies because I'm having a bad day. Um, and I think what I share that both of you share is thinking about who we're talking to right now the whole time. Like, yes, it's the three of us live together right now, but I also know how many people are joining this conversation, listening right now. Hi, everybody. You know, like you're part of this conversation, even though, um, like I know everyone listening in their car or on their walk is talking right back to us. And, you know, we have to remember that there's this, there are other people in the room with us, even if we can't see their faces. I love that ideology when you're creating and when you're speaking in regards to a podcast, because I feel like that the connection is more intimate than just a television show or just a radio, because for a podcast, if you have regular subscribers and listeners, they have chosen to allow you into their life, into their ears, into their psyche. And I kid around a lot, but I wear that responsibility on my shoulders. And it is like a friend speaking to you that is lifting up your day when you're having a hard day. And I screenshot reviews and I send them to Sheraline because they literally choke me up every single time. Cause they're like, Sheraline and Bethany are like talking to friends or I had a horrible day and I listened to them in the car and I, I laughed so hard just because they were laughing. That as you said, is powerful. And if you're not choosing your words wisely or your impact wisely, that can have a very large ripple effect. And just being conscientious of that, just as a, just as a, a being, just as a mm-hmm. being, not like a Black woman, not like a Hispanic woman, not like a mm-hmm. white woman, but just a being, having a soulful being experience is like to the betterment of your listeners. Yeah. And we have to, you know, leave room for people to be themselves and to be learning along the journey, right? Like I've had so many people, which breaks my heart, say no to me in this podcast. They're like, I'm not powerful yet. I'm like, when will you be when you're done? Like, I don't want to talk to you when you're done. We can't have a conversation then you won't be here. And so we have to leave room for people to be going on their own human experience. But at the same time, and maybe it's because I'm the oldest of four, that from a very young age, I was told, they're watching you. They're listening to you. Like, sorry, you don't get to do whatever you want because someone's watching and listening all the time. And, you know, how do we find that balance to have freedom and self-expression and 
just remember people are listening for a reason. People are listening and like there's, there's an influence, right? Everyone has an influence every day, good or bad, whether you hold the door for someone or you don't. And sometimes you don't because you didn't realize someone wasn't there. You weren't trying to be rude, right? So we have to have room for that, that grace. But also remember, we are influencing thousands of people every day, even those of us who do not have a podcast. So how can we just be more aware? Just be aware. That's my spiel. We can... Uh, but so let's come back to, to juicy, powerful ladies thing. So when you guys hear the words powerful and ladies, do they mean something different to you when they're separate versus when they're put together? I, I don't know that they mean something very different to me when they're, um, when they're separated and when they're together, because I've learned in the recent years that Power, being powerful as a woman, um, I feel like it's just ingrained in us. I feel like a lot of us are just born that way. And it's within everything that we do, everything just in society that's kind of put on us, um, the responsibilities that we have. And I feel like now what I deem as powerful is also being okay to have those days, those days where I'm, I don't have to be, you know, I'm woman, hear me roar. You know what I mean? It's because I also feel like I grew up in the girl boss era where mm-hmm. it was, oh, you have to, you have to constantly work and you need to want to be this like person, like the, the, at like a CEO at the top of a company and never depend on anybody else. And now I'm kind of unlearning those things and being like, you know what? I, it's okay to exist. It's okay to have my moments. It's okay to not want to be the CEO of everything, to just be happy and search for myself to be happy. And then it's the same thing with like choosing between motherhood and, you know, uh, a career. It's like, we're able to do everything that we want and it's okay Mm -hmm. whether I choose motherhood or career or both, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think being powerful is just being honest with yourself and being happy with yourself and searching for your actual happiness. I love that you brought up unlearning some of the girl boss mentality. Cause like, I like, I want to be a CEO and I want to work like two days a week. And then I want to spend the rest of the time hanging out with cool people, recording a podcast, making shit happen, changing the world. And that's it. Like just a few things. And you know, there's this great uh, TikToker out there. I believe her name is Miss Jessica something. I'll put it in the show notes. Forgive me. Uh, but she ha- does these videos. She's from the UK of like first day of adulting. And she's like, so wait, how many? We work eight hours a week? Okay, I can handle that. Like, oh, a day. Oh, and sometimes it's 60 out. So why are we doing this? And I love that, you know, obviously being in a business coaching space and encouraging people to, to do their own path. I'm like, yeah, I want more people to realize like this plan that we've all been chasing is for the birds. Like, why are we choosing this plan? That means that we don't get to have a life or have any fun or be creative or balance. God, like, what's that word? So I love that you brought that up of like, how can I connect what I love with what brings me joy and make that become enough? Bethany, what are your thoughts on the words powerful and ladies? I think for me, the definition changes because how I envisioned power when I was in my 20s is very different than how I define power at 43. And not only at 43, but it can literally change day to day. Like, I was powerful yesterday because I got all the stuff that I needed to get done for my clients. And I am powerful today because I am not doing all of the stuff that I did yesterday for my clients. <laughs> so so I love what, sh- what you and Sherilyn both have to say in regards to looking at power <laughs> and learning things and how it's defined. And I love the term ladies. Nothing makes me more irate 
than when grown women are using the terminology girls. I hate that. It it truly chaps my ass because in other spaces, you never hear men refer to themselves as boys. I, I like unless they're on like the basketball court and or they're like talking about their friend that they've known since like inception. Like <laughs> that's the only way. But it's never like an empowering book where it's like, wash your face, boy. Like that's never a thing. <laughs> and I think that um because women have been taught to be smaller in all aspects of the word small, mm-hmm. it feels sometimes more comfortable for people to use that terminology. Like the female is more diminutive instead of standing in the ladies, the women, the power. So mm-hmm. I think just the words together invokes strength. There, there's a small phenomenon of interview series that involve food. Hot Ones is, you know, one of the more popular ones on YouTube. And do you guys feel like you are disarming your guests and getting to ask juicier questions because they're distracted by the chowder? <laughs> you have mic dropped us. Charlotte and I both sat there with our mouths agape. I don't think that's ever happened before. Sure, I take that. <laughs> that was really good. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, technically, when we came up with the concept, part of what we said is that when the the moments in your life that you have the most conversation and the most like down to earth conversations is when you're gathered around food. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Whether it's with family, friends. So, I, a part of our thought was that you know what better way than to share food and let people feel more relaxed and chill and where it feels more casual. So technically, I guess we have, our goal was kind of to disarm people so that they didn't feel so, you know, tensed and like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. these questions are coming with food. So, I mean, I hadn't really genuinely thought about it that way, but yeah. <laughs> You didn't realize that was, you were being was secretly manipulative with Yes. <laughs> well, I didn't. And so Sherline makes fun of me all the time because like acts of service is, is my love language. So when we were trying to figure out how to honor our guests and, you know, the whole concept of chatting over chowder, but ideally what it is, is it's, it's honoring them for being on the podcast <laughs> and giving an giving them an opportunity to just kind of like take time for themselves because they don't have to cook. Yeah. There's a, there's literally like a vat of chowder. So potentially they don't have to cook for like two (laughs) days. (laughs) And it's like, they take time for themselves. They're enjoying this, something that they didn't have to buy for themselves, something that was gifted to them and when they open it up it's a whole experience and then we're like talking and we're asking them how it is so I that that's what I never ever thought of it that way but like Sherilyn said the best conversations that I have with my family my girlfriends is over sharing a meal and just kikiing it up with the people that we're talking that we're eating with so God, I feel so guilty now. There's that Catholic <laughs> guilt. Good job, Ms. Duffy. Good job. <laughs> well, I just, I do think it's so interesting, like how different journalists engage with their guests, especially when they're really wanting to get, uh, build that relationship faster and get, just get to the good stuff. Cause there's always, you know, softball style questions that, that start in an interview and often they're edited out because you're not hearing them in in the final production of what you see or what you're hearing, but they're still there. We still have to build relationships. And I do think that there's power in giving someone a distraction, right? It could be crafting and talking to somebody. It could be eating and talking to somebody. But the second that you're moving and there's science to back up, like 
how your brain shifts, like what's the neurons are different when you're doing something and thinking and talking at the same time. And so I think it's really interesting, like how those different approaches can work. Um, Because you guys, I'm sure have seen that sometimes you have a guest and it's no big deal, right? It's just like back, forth, back, forth. It's good volley. It's great. And other times you're like, come on, you can do it. (laughs) Right. And you're, you're cheering them on to like, to, to be okay. Just talking. Um, I, you know, I don't think it's something that the three of us worry about in regards to like, oh shit, now we got to talk. Um, I'd rather talk than have to write something at, at any opportunity, but, um, you know, it's, it's interesting to see how different people have their different methods and techniques and even like smiling at people can be something enough. What surprised you guys about doing the podcast and working on it together? Oh, so for me, what surprised me the most, um, and I we mentioned this in the podcast as well, but I feel like every time I have we have a guest on, something they're talking about relates so well to what's going on in my life at the moment that it's like, <laughs> destiny just telling me like you know like this is exactly what you needed to hear (laughs) like um so that honestly surprised me and just how amazed I was with with these women and how inspiring they were and it just it made me it reminded me each day you know that I can make it through these hard days or hard moments um and that there are so many brilliant women out there Mm -hmm. that we just don't know about yet you know what I mean and so for me, once I started to see the reviews come in and our audience be inspired by some of these women, it made me feel so good because I'm like, I know how excited I was when I had that guest on and the conversations yeah. we were having and to see other people get excited and have that like potentially inspire them. That that honestly surprised me because it's not how we really intended the podcast to be, but it definitely turned into that. I, I so relate to that. And actually, I just changed the intro for this podcast to almost say exactly what you just said um, of like, you know, these are the women that you haven't met yet. Like until now, you haven't met this person because that's why I started this whole thing. Like, I don't want to hear about the Kardashians anymore. Like they're all powerful. They're doing their thing. Thank you. Keep going. Keep kicking ass. But like, I want to talk about the person who's over here who's doing all that and has like one one millionth of the money that you have and they're still kicking ass and saving the homeless. Like, why aren't we talking about them? Bethany, what surprised you? What surprised me is I think it made me a better podcast production manager because I had an understanding of the inner and outer workings of a podcast. And then we created a podcast and all that shit went out the way. Like out, Cheryl and I consistently joke that like, and somebody, one of our guests had said this, it was Wendy um, from Fruit Loops, Serial Killers of Color, shameless plug. She's amazing. Uh, it's the, their co-host, Wendy and Beth. But Wendy had said, cause I was like, oh my God, we're like, I'm always at like the 11th hour editing our podcast and like trying to create some graphics and doing all of these, th- these things. Because I'm too busy worrying about our client stuff before ours. And she's like, Bethany, the carpenter's house is always the house that's falling apart. (laughs) So now I always say that because I'm like jumping through all of these hoops. And it just makes me understand, you know, kind of like the. People don't understand that when you're doing a podcast, there can be a lot of mental trash. And not only imposter syndrome, but what am I going to come up with t- for topics? Who's, oh, why does anybody want to hear what I have to say? So going through this experience allows me to now be able to talk my clients through that and be like, oh, preach. I get you. I see you. I hear you. I've been, d- been there, done that, bought the T-shirt. And it just, I, I didn't anticipate that that was going to have just a profound impact on me to be a better podcast producer and manager. Mm-hmm. In addition to all the stuff that Charline said. 
Well, you know, I, one of the things that I think is really interesting, and I've been consuming a lot of media lately that's coming back to people stepping into being the change and activism and taking steps, whether it's the environment they care about or domestic workers or fill in the blank. And, you know, when I think about, there's been so many journeys that that powerful ladies has gone on as a company and as a podcast. And it's so natural, right? To have things ebb and flow. And especially in my life, like how does it fit with the, the coaching and consulting business that we have and what's offered there? Like, how do they get to complement and live together? And so I've been really curious with the guests who've been coming on, how are you focusing on building your business? And uh, as we talked about a little bit earlier in this conversation, you know, remembering to honor all the other things that you care about and the commitments that you have to different communities or the areas that you are like, that's not okay. Right. When I made it, like I had Devin blow on recently and we were talking about, she's like, yes, she's like, yes, I'm a black woman artist. So I care about all those things. She's like, but I also care about homelessness and hunger. And I mean, my list, I get a little overwhelmed with like all the stuff that we got to change. So how do we start changing it together? (laughs) Coffee. The answer is coffee. (laughs) Or caffeine. (laughs) No, I mean, I think it's kind of focusing on first, what do you feel you need to work on for yourself? to be a part of that change that you need to see in the world mm-hmm. and then start talking about those things. Because I feel like the things that we're working on ourselves are, you'd be surprised at how many people are trying to do the same or yeah. hadn't realized that. So I feel like when you start talking about those topics, it doesn't mean that you don't care about everything else that's going on in the world, but it's what you know right now in that moment is going to propel you forward. And then once you've kind of gotten through that, which I mean, we're forever working on ourselves, but um, once you kind of feel like you've gotten to a good place with that, you start moving on to the next thing because there are the people who those topics are going to be theirs and also doing what you're currently doing, which is introducing people to all these other women who that's their focus is those other mm-hmm. topics that you're interested in. But right now isn't your main focus because when you start introducing people to those problems and those issues and the things that they're doing, it kind of expands your world, expands your audience. So you're kind of, you know, you're doing both services at once. You're introducing people to people who are experts in that topic, as well as to the things that you're dealing with and working on. And I think we need to give ourselves permission to not have to change everything or change nothing in the world. Because I feel, especially as a Black woman, I feel that there is an expectation for me to be, you know, marching when there's protests and having these deep-rooted conversations when a, a George, George Floyd-esque incident happens. And I feel like this. I'm aware that it's happening when it's not a George Floyd media sensation. Yeah. I know what's happening. It mm-hmm. happens in my family. Black family members have been pulled over by police for no damn reason. Look, I don't need to be marching and screaming from the hilltops or trying to teach and educate because I'm exhausted by damn self. Mm -hmm. So I only do what I can do. And if that means that all I can do is work at my school's, my my daughter's school's PTA and do like some sort of fundraising for that, for that class. And that's how I can give back to the community at this juncture Mm -hmm. because I have a podcast, because I have a business, because I, because I have a family, because, you know, Towels have to be washed. (laughs) Nobody's washing the towels in the house but me. (laughs) So I can only do what I can only do. And I think that, again, it needs to be reiterated. You have to give yourself permission to say, I can't be all things to everybody. And I just got to that place where I was like, look, I, I know that it's happening. I see that it's happening. Trust 
it's I'm never going to not see it because I am a black woman in these United States of America and I have black family members like and I just don't have quote unquote black friends like I've been living this life. <laughs> so all of the injustices that are happening, even with the Asian community, I see the injustices mm-hmm. that are happening with the Asian community. I stand with you. And also. Me. Being to a point where I'm exhausted to the point of being sick because I'm trying to be all things to all people is a benefit to literally nobody. Mm-hmm. I know there's just, I, there are, there's so many things, right? So I, I feel like it's, we have this massive group project that none of us actually want to be a part of because we have to work with people who we don't want to work with. And we're like, Ugh, I just want to do the fun project that I, I volunteered for. And we're in this space. We're like, we have to do it. We know we should. And we're still in this zone of like, okay, well, who's doing what? And everyone's like, I just want to go home. <laughs> and I'm like, I know, but we can't. So uh, I think it's gonna be really interesting how it keeps evolving. And I'm excited to have some, um, we started working yesterday on what our speaker series is going to be for this year with our Powerful Conversations that we do at Powerful Ladies. And I'm excited about that. Um, And I'm just excited that there's other women like you guys who are having conversations on your podcast that are empowering and inspiring and just showing that like, it doesn't have to be the way that we see it is out there. Like, look at all these people kicking ass and having fun and doing their thing. And like, we have so much more power to create the reality that we want. And I'm really glad that you guys are walking, talking, breathing examples of what that is. We ask everybody on the podcast where they put themselves in the powerful lady scale, zero being average everyday human and 10 being the most powerful lady you can imagine. Um, Bethany, I'll start with you. Where would you put yourself in that scale on average? And where would you put yourself on it today? God, I'm so moody that on average, that's just a, ooh, that's a hard number. <laughs> I am a moody cat. I am a Gemini. Uh, <laughs> so I would say on average, I would, I would feel that my power scale, la, 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 I would say the median score would be a 7.5. I'm going to say. Um, Perfect. So in the future, I want 10. I want pure world domination. I want like <laughs> I want like 10 plus 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 plus. Like 10 times 10 infinity. Um, so yeah, world domination. That's my answer. <laughs> Excellent. I expect nothing less now. Um, for me, I'd say a three. And I don't see that as a negative thing. And the reason I say that is because in my life I've learned that whether it's a stranger that I meet while I'm sitting at a bus stop that ends up having a conversation with me, sometimes those little moments have really changed the trajectory of my life. And they were just an average person. And I think the average person has a lot more power and uh, than they can imagine. And so for me, I always want to stay sort of in that humble realm of, I want to inspire it doesn't need to be in this grand scale, but just within my community and the people around me, just by having conversations, by making you yeah. feel like it's okay. You know what I mean? To to be normal and to just be you. You don't have to be this world power of fame um, to be powerful. And so for me, I just think the average person can be just as powerful as, you know, someone that has higher rank. Beautifully said, and I want everyone who is listening, not watching, to know that Bethany made a face of horror when you said three, because <laughs> she knows you are so much more powerful than a three. Um, so couldn't let that slide by, which I really appreciate that, you know, we got each other's backs. Um, so, you know, there's so much that you guys brought to today's conversation about what it means to start a podcast and how you can, you know, start changing the world in your own step-by-step process by having a podcast and what it means to work together as two powerful women. For everyone listening who's inspired by what you guys are up to, what advice would you give them and what do you want them to know, whether it's about being bold and asking someone that you have a, you know, 
you're fanning out on to be on your team or if they're like, maybe I should start a podcast, like what would you tell them? I would tell them, find your community and then keep niching down to finding your group and then keep niching down to finding your person. Because your person is going to hold you accountable and the good times, and they're going to talk you off the ledge on the bad times, and they're going to tell you the really real. So literally write down what you want in your person, put it out into the universe, and then join groups where you think that you will find that person. Because your person will change your life truly and utterly. And that's also my exact formula when people are like, where do I find my dream customer? That exact same plan. Wherever your dream people are, same process. Customers, teammates, friends. If you want your dream people, Bethany just told you how. (laughs) Um, On top of what Bethany said, for me, it's also who you're surrounding yourself with. They don't need to be your audience, but just other women or beings that inspire you um, and are doing what you want to do when you see them ask them questions you'd be surprised whether they are somebody who's kind of harder to reach or not um ask that or even if if not better if you, if it's somebody who is higher up what books are they reading what mm-hmm. things are they doing that you could learn from and um and kind of go from there because i think networking and making those connections um makes a big difference both in your podcast and who you're going to want on your podcast as well as what you'll learn and that reminds me that there's so many people who feel like they haven't like found their people and i love that you just remind everybody that your people are out there like sometimes they're harder to find and i think they're also harder to find as you mentioned bethany when you haven't started niching down and doing that your own like kind of path of discovery um but when you find your people, like the world shifts. And so I really want everyone to be proactive in, in taking that on for themselves because it, it really does change everything. So for everybody who is obsessed with you guys and wants you all to follow your podcast and what you're up to, where can they listen, follow, share, and um, interact with you? They can totally stalk us by looking at the gorgeous tantalizing website that was created created by Sherilyn Galva at <laughs> www.crackersinsoup.com and that'll be in the show notes because we're from New England and again it's crackers sometimes it comes out as crackers no one knows what we're saying half the time and we can be found on Instagram at bcrackersinsoup we can be found on Twitter LinkedIn Sherilyn where else are we uh, Facebook you're on mute Facebook. Thank you. I forgot I was on mute. Um, On Facebook as well. And basically, as far as our um, podcast, Chatting Over Chowder, you can find us everywhere you listen to podcasts. And um, that'll just be Chatting Over Chowder. Love it. Well, the last thing I've been asking everybody on the episodes, you know, this is a powerful group with lots of powerful listeners. And I'm really big in believing that what you need, someone has. So what do you guys need and what can we ask the audience to manifest for you guys? You're killing me today. (laughs) I am usually so on my game. You have stumped a stumped. (sighs) It just tells you I'm doing my job well. So thank you. You do this so well. (laughs) You are phenomenal. Oh my gosh. You're a phenomenal host. I would say we need uh, more people to listen to Chatting Over Chowder, I'd say. Review. Cool. Bet. Thank you. Or if you are interested in creating a podcast, um, we help with launches. We also do post-recording packages if, you know, you have a podcast and you need all the things done for you. So I guess that's, you know, what we need, what we want. Schedule a discovery call. We like people. Perfect. Sherilyn, what do you need? What do you want? 
what do I need and what I want that is hard. Um, probably one of my weaknesses is asking for help or seeing what I need. <laughs> um, I, I would say just helping us serve our community by, again, the same thing Bethany said, just listening to Chatting Over Chowder and reviewing so that we're able to, you know, get more ears onto the, uh, the amazing women that we have on the podcast. And can I just say one more thing? I think the, mo- the most beautiful thing that anybody has ever done is when you speak somebody else's name in a room where they are not in. So it's not something that I need, but it's something that I invite your listeners to do. That if you are in a room where you know that you've connected with somebody somehow that could serve the person who's asking a particular question, champion that woman, drop their name, drop how they can contact that individual, and just speak people's names that aren't in every room. Because people don't know the profound effect that that can have on somebody else or where that can bring somebody else. I've been speaking Caroline's name all the time. I know that she's, look, she's my employee, <laughs> but I'm like, the people are like, your graphics are so, so amazing. And I'm like, I know, here, contact her. She does side hustle work. Like, put money in her pocket. Don't come through the company unless it's a podcast affiliated thing. Like, here's all of her information. Here's her birthday. Here's her DNA. Here's her social security <laughs> number. Like, call her and put money in her pocket. <laughs> like, if, if we all just do that once or twice a month for somebody else, the impact that it has, I don't think people understand. Talk, drop names in rooms where people aren't in. Well, it's, it's part of the powerful ladies pay it forward, right? It's a circle of empowerment and anyone can help somebody else. And it's so getting a referral and a recommendation and connecting people is the easiest, most beautiful thing that we can do. So I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, and you know, really being present to how speaking someone's name creates a whole new possibility bubble for them. Um, I, I love that you said it in that specific way. Because it, it reminds you that you have this magic wand. So how are you going to use your magic today? Hopefully, you're going to take Bethany's advice and go talk some people up who deserve and um, can create magic once you start doing that. Well, I am so happy that both of you were a yes to me and to the Powerful Ladies podcast and to everyone listening. Uh, it has been such a pleasure to spend this morning with you guys and to get to share you and what you're up to with our audience. I cannot wait to collaborate with you guys and see how we can work together to make the world a better place and keep empowering women. So thank you so much. Thank you. You're a whole dream. Like, oh, I may have kind of a little choked up during this. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> no, truly, I I'm grateful and also I love your interviewing skills and your ability to also listen and respond from listening. So I I genuinely appreciate that, Kara. Thank you guys so much. All the links to connect with Bethany and Sherline and Chatting Over Chowder are in our show notes at thepowerfulladies.com. Please subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening and leave us a rating and review. They're critical for podcast visibility and for more listeners like you to find us. Please come join us on Instagram at Powerful Ladies. And if you're looking to connect directly with me, you can visit caraduffy.com or find me on Instagram at Kara underscore Duffy. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, I hope you're taking on being powerful in your life. Go be awesome and up to something you love.